Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are listening to the longest running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Episode number 83, Stunning Stancy at your service. To my right, Rowdy Raf Camus making his return right across me, ravishing Ro Moran. And also with us inside the studio, also making her return. Her second appearance. Patty on the podcast. Hey, yo. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? How are you all today? Camus, can we say on the Wings of Love Marathon last week? <laughs> I, think, oh, I think that show that show just does absolutely nothing for me. I've seen two episodes it it really sucks. You, so you took all you took the week off last week to figure out to find out that it does nothing for you. No, I took the week off last week to save a life. That's true. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Altruism. Sa- thanks, is good. Oliver Queen. Altruism is good for you. Practice it. We know. Yeah. Some Patty, people, how are you? Some people out there don't. That's the thing. All right. That's true. Hi, fine. Patty. How are you doing? I'm fine. Works a bus, so it's really good to be here. Yun. That's I'm the spirit. In. That's how. That's that's how we feel. Yeah, Ro actually. Well, except for him because his job is. This fine. is his job. But Ro used to say, "This is the best part of his week." Yeah, it is. Yeah, he always say, says he it. Always by the used, no, he stopped. He stopped for no, a while. Only because it's a given by now. Yeah, like it's a fact, you know. Kinda Hashtag like, fact. You have to breathe. The, like it's a given. You, you know have who's to having do this a shitty podcast. time this week though. Who? Lamar Odom. Wow. God, right what a transition. <laughs> What yeah. a transition right You were going to do it anyway. Right, right, I was, right. I was, I yeah. was. Yeah, we were going to talk about Lamar Odom anyway. So let's get right Good into it. Uh, God. Biggest sports news of the week. Lamar Odom was found unconscious in a brothel in Nevada. And uh, reports have also come out that uh, he was apparently high on cocaine when he was discovered unconscious. You know it's bad when they don't say Las Vegas. He's in some brothel in Nevada. No, they did say last year. Yeah, Vegas. they said Vegas. They did say Vegas. They yes. identified it as oh, Vegas. So that's part of the, I know. Oh, of the, I always thought. I always thought. You know, it's bad when you're in the part of Nevada that isn't Vegas, and you're in a brothel. Like what? You're in Reno. Metawajankamas, <laughs> not paying attention. No, because every because every report that I saw just says Nevada, 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 not Las Vegas. You know what? You know what sucks about this whole Lamar Odom thing, though, is that a lot of people are you know have stuck to rumor mongering. Like you have these TMZ parody sites now who are breaking news supposedly. Na namatay si Lamar Odom, and it's and actually some a serious people thing. Have bit. Some people yeah. have bit. Some people have bit. Um, I I personally don't like it when people bite. Uh, oh, especially no, I, if, I, all know. I do is ask. When I see something, I ask first. Right. So, and yeah. Well, we're, we're glad that he's still alive. But how, what's it looking like, though? Um, it, it's not looking very good. Like, uh, see, Khloe Kardashian actually made her way to his hospital room. And now she's the one making the decisions. Uh, so she's there with her mother. Wait, wait, wait. They got Christ. divorced, right? I don't think she has the right to be making decisions. There are some reports that say that they're still legally married. Huh? Th- this is very confusing. Not about conflicting the rumors, actually. So, um, I-, I think she's also like the next of kin, who's got who's got so like decision making so, powers. So, if if Lamar knock on wood dies, 
She gets everything. No, he's got kids. But like the kids can't make a decision. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. he's it's got six year old, six year old child. Um, so, so there. Uh, yeah, Chloe's there. Kim is there. Chris Jenner's there. Kobe Bryant is there. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. That's the who, one good the way, thing yeah. who, by, that who, came out of this. Who left a game to go there? Yeah. The one good news is that teammates are forever. Apparently. Yeah. Um, Especially with guys like Kobe. I never thought Kobe had it in him to do that. I mean, maybe no, 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 because you know Kobe's history with his teammates. He's very cold, Yeah, I know. Have you ever seen his interview on NBA TV? With who? No, just just with uh, Ahmad Rashad. No, no, no. He has a very good, solid hour and a half interview with Ahmad Rashad, where he goes at length about about you know his entire career in photos, Hmm. and then he reflects on this one moment with Shaq, and he's like. Yeah, Shaq and I, we weren't friends. <laughs> yeah. like he outright, he outright says, yeah, it. I know. and that's and that's Shaq. What more guys like Lamar? Because you know, it's different, you know. Yeah, he actively feuded with Shaq. Eh? Yeah, it's yeah, not like he, he feuded probably would you know, go, but, no, but at the same no, time, now he would go to the hospital for Shaq. But I think Kobe was playing with Lamar at a time that he mellowed out a bit. Yeah, I but, would agree. But but still, knowing that a guy like that would go to. Yeah, it's yeah. outright they say we were not. Friends. What about he left the preseason game? Yeah, he left uh, the third quarter of a preseason game uh, in order to it's go to out. the hospital. Yeah, so um, I, I, I read this this article by Wodge on Yahoo Sports while I was having dinner. Wodge bomb, and it made me hate the Kardashians even more because he was essentially pointing his finger at the Kardashians for basically screwing up Lamar Odom's life. Because when you think about it, in Tailspin, yes, started when he dated uh, shortly after he and Chloe started having problems. Mm. And then the Lakers traded him to Dallas in 2011. And then that's when shit just started getting real for Lamar. Can and you blame another person, though? So that's how you handle uh, shit that happens in your life. On one hand, yes. But on another hand, no. Um, no, cause you're, yeah, you're right, right? Um, your, your circumstances are beyond your control, but it's up to you how you navigate your way through them. But on the other hand, um, he wouldn't find himself in this bad company if he didn't date Khloe Kardashian, which is the same reason why I want her to leave James Harden alone. But, uh, Please. Well, you, cannot Please. Judge, you cannot judge Lamar's decision to date Khloe. As he said, he was in love with the girl. Yeah. The problem was I think Lamar was also ill-equipped to handle what would come with dating with the Kardashians. Uh, that is I, I probably think, true. I think no one expected the Kardashians to blow up the way they did. Yeah, and, 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 no, and no, 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 no. Think about it. Think about it this way: the circus that comes with those Kardashians is enough to fuck up even you know a tenured NBA player. NBA borderline star in Lamar Odom. No, Chaka, um, if, you, if you've seen his interviews, if you've read his profiles, he's very reserved, he's very introverted. So he's not ready for yeah. like all these cameras to be up in his grill, following his every move. And the worst part of this all was um, through the last two years, and I know this because I've been following, keeping up with the Kardashians online for one reason or another. Um, <laughs> on, he, on what channel? On he what has channel? been milking. He has been milking Lamar Odom's attempts to re- reconnect with Chloe for what? Uh, like an, uh, a storyline in an episode where Chloe and Kim get to argue. That's yeah, yeah. the part that pisses me off. And they're really milking your real emotions of Lamar for ratings. Yeah. So that's that disgusts. Also, me. being married to Kim did not fuck up Chris Humphreys. <laughs> he just sucks in general. Yeah, Chris Humphreys is a jock, I say. He's a jock and a jerk. And, and, a, and just a general asshole. Yeah. In oh. basketball and in real life. Yeah, he, he deserved a 72-day shit. <laughs> he deserves to be a 72-day hey. meme. 
Anyway, um, our thoughts and prayers obviously yeah, go yeah, out to yeah, Lamar yeah, Odom. Yeah, we, no, all we his actually loved ones. have to apologize for going off on this discussion about the whole thing. So who are we to weigh in, really? Who are we? Yeah. And we, we, we really just want to give our thoughts and prayers to Lamar Odom. And, you know, and his loved ones. Because, uh, you know, um, something like this, it's never easy. So, it isn't, it yeah. isn't. But in related sports news, no. Romeo, I yeah. think you have something to say about the MLB playoffs. Oh, no. Just because there's some really. good news in the world. Some, well, the, the good news in the world is, well, the Cubs are trying to make it back to the World Series. Is this in any way related to Back to the Future? Because yes. October 21 is next week. Uh, yes, because they predicted in the Almanac. But the, I, don't, I don't know. Well... One can say, as a conspiracy theorist, that this is maybe they rigged it so that no, but there, there Back are, to the Future Two would come true. There are some, there are some things that are pointing towards that. Mm. The, the first base thing. Oh yeah. The first base thing. That's Chase fucked Utley. up. Chase Utley. Yeah. Chase just like, Nazis. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I bet you half of the people here, yeah, half yeah, the yeah. people listening, you don't know what, but. It is sad that we know baseball. We love baseball, but at the I same don't love time, baseball. You love Chicago. Yeah, you love Chicago the way CM Punk loves Chicago. Mm. And if if has he made an appearance yet at a Cubs what? game? On a Cubs game, I'm, I'm sure he died. I'm sure he has. No, no, no. For this like this playoff season, I, I don't know. No, you know why? You know why he, has, he hasn't? He's why? too busy being injured. Oh, we're going there. We're going there. Nah, you know, that's all I'll say. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't want to wish him ill on the podcast. Can't, can't you go to a baseball game while injured? Nice, too busy, like, I don't know, being uh, attended be, to by agents. Trying to be shit. UFC. UFC version. Well, all right. Uh, so it, we, it, we, comes, it comes to that point of the week that we, we yep. have to address our ranking. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> because, about to say, we got to get to business, but uh, yeah, before that. No, before that, before that, let's, let's, let's do this right. Thanks, Gamas. Thanks for the reminder. The SGP podcast is ranked number seven five. Why did Top one hundred. Top seventy-five. Top top three fourths. Yeah. For a minute, I panicked because when I checked our rankings, which we always do, it's become it's, it's become tradition before mm. we hit record. I checked the rankings. I was like, "Fuck, that's a one fifty now. I haven't seen us." You just missed it. Just but missed I, you know, it. I think I think we'll be holding steady for this week and next because Chili Willy is part coming two. back. Yeah, the second part, part of our interview with Chili Willy is on this show, on this episode. So better stay tuned for that. With that, I think we can get to business. Yes. Business. Now we can talk about business, talk about wrestling, and uh, how it was a very weird week in the world of professional wrestling. So let's start off with the biggest news in wrestling, which is the real-life engagement of Ruru and Lana. Well, last month, but it was broken by TMZ this week. Yeah. Well, Fatty, what did you think when you, when you found out that Ruru and Lana were actually engaged? It didn't surprise me because I already knew that they were dating. Oh, yeah. 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 And that they live together. In Nashville. I didn't know that. Yeah. In Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> of all the places in the world to settle down. But it definitely fucked up the storyline for them. For Ziggler, obviously. Oh, so I think Sana has something to say about that. Yeah. Um, before, before I do, though, let me ask. Like, do you guys think that they should have addressed it anyway? Like, was, was the reality of Rusev and Lana's engagement something they could have ignored for the sake of kayfabe? No. Yes. No. Okay. You we, first, Patty, oh, yeah, no, since, you're the, you first since you're the... We've been talking for 10 yeah, yeah. minutes now. So. Yeah. I think they could have just ignored it, ignored it if they really wanted to. Because that's what they did in WWE. Eh. 
Diba? Which they is did true. It, did it with, they did it with legends, pretending yeah. they never existed. So ano ba naman yung isang tabloid rumor? Or, yeah. or I mean, tabloid news na well, in disregard nila. Diba? No, TMZ is still a tabloid, comes. TMZ yeah, no. might be a tabloid, but, but you can't news. really deny this ever happened. Like, uh, there is, like as you, as you said yourself, it wasn't surprising when you found out. Because you knew, everyone knows that they were dating. So it's, not like, it's, not, it's not like a sobrang far-fetched rumor yeah, or even factoid to not believe. And the fact that TMZ pretty much brought it up, blow, blown it up in their faces, kind of forced them to do something about it. Is it the same as when uh, TMZ also broke the news that Darren Young had come out? Yeah. Remember, didn't it come out as a TMZ? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, not because really. it didn't, it wasn't an A. It, they, they, they didn't shove it. They didn't shove it down your all, face. Darren Young's, uh, Darren Young's sexual Coming orientation out. had nothing to do with any existing storylines regarding the uh, involving the primetime players. But it did affect their alignment because after he came out, they turned face. Sure, but it, but there was well, for, you have to remember that there was nothing going for the PTP back then. Yeah, that's that's also yeah, true. And, but uh, when you compare it to Rusev and Lana. You have a guy who is actually in another relationship on screen with another in woman. In kayfabe. And, this, and his actual woman is also in a kayfabe relationship with another man. Yeah. So to bring up this, reali- this, this fact that, okay, they're actually getting this together. This real life fact. In real life. That, 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 Excuse. That Excuse. directly fucks up the dynamics of what is happening on screen. Um, before, before again, before I get into my point on Ziggler, why, why, why is it such a big deal when, in Hollywood, we see Brad Pitt get paired up with, say, another actress? Let's say if she was paired, if he was paired up with Jennifer Lawrence, it's okay, even though in real life he's with Angelina Jolie. You because know what I mean? uh, uh, it it, it kind of ties back to um, well, some way. It kind of ties back to this argument. Uh, why are we watching? Or you know, when critics talk down to us for watching wrestling it's because wrestling sort of presents itself maybe now less than ever but uh, it traditionally presented itself as somewhat being real or with the trappings of reality but movies you know when you walk into a movie you know it's not real that is not reflective of real life unless yeah. it is actually uh, from yeah, yeah, you know it's actually like from real life in wrestling, it's still kind of presented now. okay, this might be real life, but everyone knows it's a work anyway. So that's why there's a big difference in the perception when it comes to wrestling. I think one of the bigger realities of it is that on a role, in a role like TV shows even, you know that that's going to end. You know that there's an expiration date on something like that. Like a season finale. Like a season finale, somebody's going to die, something like that. Or this has an expiration date, like this relationship has an expiration date like at the end of the season. But in wrestling, this is an ongoing storytelling thing. And I'm borrowing a bit from Max Landis when you, when he, you know, you have these characters that are in perpetua. Yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's a big deal because you're mixing a real life, what would be, you know, what, we're call, what we've called the Miss, Miss Elizabeth, Randy Macho Man Savage mm, relationship mm. now. And you're putting it front and center. Oh, wait, it's actually real. They actually... Are a thing, and you remember this is why non-wrestling fans are so mad at wrestling because they can't accept that it's not real because to them it is marketed as being real. Yeah, 
That's why you have to really dig in the... You know movies are fake too, right? Or, you know, movies are fictional too, right? That's why you have to dig into that, that everything argument. everything you like is fictional. Yeah. Patty, what's on your mind? Because I, I see you reacting to what Rowan Kamas are saying and you're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? In, in, in the sense na you know, like, I, I don't understand. No, no I, understand, I understand their, yeah, their point. But uh, what, I, what I'm thinking is that they have a point, and I did make my point earlier on then. Pero, uh, kung i-acknowledge nila yung story, yeah. it would have been better kung tinapos nila siya in a different way. Mm. Not like that. No, I, she, I, I can't suggest... Uh, I get that, I get yeah, that. I can't, I can't suggest uh, a good way na kung paano nila ginawa, but they could have been more creative with it. No, I agree. You cannot suggest a good way. Okay, that makes sense, fine. I think it's ano kasi, uh, you're right. You're totally right. They could have waited and they could have waited done for what, Lana to come back. Like, at least. You could have done what any good wrestling company does before this and just wait it out and pop it until uh, at the right time to pop it. But I think what happened here was that I don't know for some reason they got so uh, affected by the TMZ breaking news that they some, yeah somebody panicked backstage. I'm guessing it was Vince. They panicked backstage Jeez. and okay. We gotta do this now. They're, they're, well, uh, I guess, I guess I don't know why, but now they are so much more concerned. Uh, kayfabe had been broken. Ang sakin is, um, and, and this is uh, to my point about Dolph Ziggler. I think it's the best thing that ha- that ha- uh, could happen to Dolph Ziggler. Because for the longest time, I've been railing against his relationship with Lana on screen. How yes. there was no chemistry. It seemed so contrived. It seemed so it unbelievable. Was. And now it gives him a free pass out of this little love square storyline, where he can do whatever he wants. And um, funny that he can do whatever he wants because now he's in the U.S. title picture, where he clearly belongs more. And I say this because you, you look at uh, yung story last week on Raw when he was supposed to challenge and the New Day took him out. So the New Day took him out, took the opportunity away from him. Now he has an edge, he has a chip on his shoulder and he wants to cash in on, an, on the next possible opportunity, which he does. And throughout the story uh, or throughout the time that Nagresel Silenisina, it was a good 15, 20 minutes, you, you, um, you could see that Dolph actually went from yung, uh, very gung-ho, very gung-ho challenger to confident to desperate. Yeah. And the desperation was something that reeked of Christian, as in t- uh, 2011, 2012 Christian. One more match Christian. Yeah, one, one more, more match, match Christian. Christian. Exactly. Um, y- you could see that in the Dolph Ziggler that wrestled John Cena this week on Raw. And I thought that was great because um, whether or not it leads a heel turn, which I hope it does. Hashtag uh, heel Ziggler. Wait, wait, you hope it does? He raked his eyes. Yeah. yeah. How is that not leading to a heel turn? No, no, no. It was, it was out but of no, desperation. Like saying, out, but it was out of desperation. No, no, no. I mean, like, you know, it's like someone saying, uh, well, Mr. C definitely talked down to Mark DiManello. I hope he turns heel. See, I still got that shit from people. <laughs> it, it's we're, funny we're, that I did how, get how that shit we, from how, people. How, 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 we we not, how are we not saying or talking about the fact that he's definitely going to turn heel? I mean, not you. I'm, I'm talking about Dolph. But also you. <laughs> no, but mostly Dolph. No, but also you. No, but uh, the, the eye rake thing is definitely a heel turn um, foreshadowing. The waiting to it, happen. It, it's waiting to happen. Thank waiting you. to happen. Thank you. Um, it's Just good. as long as it doesn't happen on SmackDown, we're fine. Yeah. Um, I think it's good because it changes things up for Dolph Ziggler. It gives him the chance to hit restart, especially since his momentum has been curtailed uh, post-Survivor Series. For the past year. I'm, I'm sorry. Survivor Series was supposed to be, oh my God, Ziggler gets his push. Yeah. That was the moment we all said it was going to be. Look at him now. One year, almost a year later. And 
what has he done? What have they given him? An intercontinental title run. That's it. That's it. And Lana. Which is uh, good, but... I, I yeah. even forgot the championship run happened. It was, it was short. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was short. A, it was very short. But there, at the end of the day, if he gets to restart, he gets the clean slate, good for him. If it comes as a heel, I prefer. Yeah. No, una, kasi oh, yeah. I was, well, I was resistant at first uh, when I thought about him turning heel because he is still over. Diba? People still pop for Dolph. But um, I, I had some time to think about it and after after mulling over it, I figured na I'd love to see him challenge himself again because he's, he's become too used to that routine over the last two years. Mm. Now the smile and wave, smile and wave. You know smile and wave, more of snarky, sarcastic, but good guy. Pa rin. Well, there are a lot of those. Too yeah. many of them. Yeah. So there, uh, Patty. Your thoughts on uh, any any more thoughts on uh, the development with Dolph Ziggler and like this this feud he's about to enter into with Cena? Well, because now they're tapping into the reality of their personal lives, diba? And now he's facing John Cena for the US title. And at the, I think it was the season finale of uh, Total Divas that he told Nikki Bella that he still has feelings for her. I don't no. know if you knew that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I saw the clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to go uh, uh, in that no, direction? No, I don't think so because that would involve acknowledging that Cena and Nikki are dating on Raw, which they have never done, which is weird because you can with see the that exception in of, With the exception of AJ Lee, sexually transmitted. No, people reference it, but they oh, never yeah, that one? explicitly... That's like, that like a subtle promo. Yeah. yeah, subtle. But it's... It's there. No, and Paige also referenced the relationship between Nikki and Cena, but they never flat out stated that yeah. yeah, Nikki correct, and Cena correct, are dating. Correct. They've Which never is said. weird because it's on it, Total it, Divas. It's, so it is, it's, it's your biggest man. It's your, it's, I think it's, it just boils down to it's freaking John Cena. No, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just finding it weird that they don't acknowledge it on Raw when they, it's obvious it's playing on Total Divas. And that it happens because you see it on social media also. Um, one last point on the Total Divas bit. I think that Dolph Ziggler admitting, quote-unquote, his feelings for Nikki Bella is irrelevant. Because I think it's something that pinlant lang ng, you know, the story writers yeah, of Total yeah, Divas. Just to for ratings. Get yeah, just for ratings. watching. Yeah. To get you curious. There's a lot about Total Divas. I think he watches. Because he's keeping up with the Kardashians yeah, on the same network. Yeah. Or the same channel. What time does it show again? Eh, 9 p.m. Total Divas? Total Divas, when? 9 p.m. When? Wednesdays. All right. <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this week? Um, aside from the Love Square. Not Roman love Reigns. Square anymore. Oh, yeah. Let's Roman okay. fucking Reigns. I know you hate it. Reigns. You hate it? I hate I it. it. Why, you fuckers? See? Because Roman fucking Reigns doesn't... Right. Okay. No, 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 no. Come, hold on. Come, your tatas. Let me just say this before Rose starts. Nah. Romeo before Moran. He goes, before he goes on his fucking Romeo Moran run. is the true embodiment of one versus all. In this room. Full stop. Room, yeah. Full stop. Full stop. Romeo, begin your monologue. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, I rewatched it after watching it the first time. Second time, yeah, I can see the flaws. He fucked up in the middle. Now, okay, you can see some points where he pauses and, you know, clearly forgets what he was trying to say. Yeah. But I think he saved it in the end. He did. And you know what the big problem with... Uh, you know what that promo accomplished for a guy like Roman Reigns, for a character like Roman Reigns? The problem with face promos nowadays is shut up. <laughs> No. I'm, I'm shutting up. I'm shutting up. Shut I'm up. letting you. I'm letting you give. Do your monologue. Shut do your up. monologue. I'm dropping my mic. All right. Uh, the, the thing about face promos nowadays is that actually all promos in general, not just face, but also heel, they don't involve the crowd enough. I mean, they don't, parang get the crowd involved in the story. That's what Dusty used to do. That's what Eddie used to do. 
that's what heels, a lot of heels do well, actually. You crowd interaction. It's, yeah, because it's easy for them. Eh? But uh, that's what Cena does sometimes. But the thing is, not a lot of face promos resonate with the crowd. They just talk about themselves. And in talking about themselves, they really touch upon abstract virtues. They don't relate it to real, con- real life concrete uh, concepts. Here's the thing that Roman Reigns' promo did. When he started talking about his family, when he started talking about his kid, actually, it's like the first time his kid was involved in the story again after dropping her... Uh, in July. After, yeah, back in July. When he started talking about his kid, he put him... Well, he allowed himself... Or he allowed every member in the audience who could relate to his situation, basically those who have kids... To well relate to him because okay this is not just him anymore this could be anyone else and it made sense totally made sense and the fact that uh, the fact that he could speak logically about this showed in the delivery of that final uh, passage of his promo that was the part he didn't fuck up on it that was the part he kept going and ha- all, you can hear the conviction in his voice mm-hmm. that's why I like this promo and that, that's why it's the best Roman Reigns promo I have heard so far I'm not saying it's the best promo ever yeah yeah we, we know obviously that we know not. that obviously not but, but it's uh, the best he's done yes and you know this although you know this especially you San I'm sorry we can't all cut promos like you but ooh, we're going there. <laughs> no, it's true. We're going. Can there. you cut a promo like him? I don't know. I haven't tried. Yes, I you have. You fucked up on the mic several times. <laughs> Not in front of a live audience. Oh, yes, you have. Yeah, you have. Uh, no, anyway. but I wasn't cutting a promo. Anyway, anyway, sorry. Anyway, uh, that was that was me digressing. I didn't mean to bury you in the process. You already did. Yeah. You've done it anyway, too <laughs> go no, ahead. Me, Continue no, no, your me, you, me burying you is tra- trashing your arm throwing skills. Hey. <laughs> You go, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> anyway, and <laughs> Roman Reigns is a low bar to clear on the promo scale. Everybody knows this. Yeah, that's why I am okay with calling this a really good promo from him. Because, but we're we're qualifying. We're qualifying. Yeah, we're that, qualifying. Okay. Yeah, no, no. Okay. No, I'm not, I'm not saying he's the best mic guy ever. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're not. No, and I, and I get Stan when he says now, okay, he prefers the the Angus Roman Reigns. I prefer the Angus Roman Reigns too, but you need to give him this kind of time, and you need to throw him in the fire, and which he did pretty well in. You know this. He handled the crowd pretty well. He, he did. He did. He got phased a bit when he f- forgot some of his lines, but he handled the crowd, he especially handled, when they did the what and boring yeah. chants. Yeah. That is the most important thing you have to learn how to do as a, as a wrestler who has to spend time on the microphone. Let alone if you're a baby face and you're trying to prove yourself, na- to prove to the fans that, wait, I am the good guy. You, you are supposed to cheer me. Yeah. And you say he was cheesy? Well, he's a face. He's supposed to be cheesy. The, the, on- the only good thing about uh, his cheesiness was that it was anchored in real life. Okay. Yeah. Yung, I think uh, one of the bigger issues um, from the Roman Reigns promo that I still have, mm. um, biases aside, yeah. is the fact that it took too long for him to get his point oh, across. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I get you, I get you. That's why, that's why he was meandering in the middle. Because if I don't, okay, there was this script obviously in his head yeah. that he was trying to remember all of. Right. But I don't know. The, I think uh, the last part was like almost half ad lib. Yung, yung, parang, um, 
I don't I don't know what uh, what it is about today's wrestlers Uh-oh. na kailangan they always stick to the script. Maybe it's a mandate from Vince or maybe it's a cultural thing because of the younger generation, but y- there's there's something more captivating about a speaker who you know just shoots from the hip mm. because you know that whatever they say it really comes from them. Yeah. yeah. That's the reason why um, a lot of people, especially Roman's critics, myself included, mm. will always call him insincere when he delivers. Now, I'm saying now, this also... That's, that's why I like this promo, because the last part was sincere. Yeah, yun, yun. Uh, before, you, before, uh, before you spoke, um, that's what I wanted to say also. Mm. Na, yeah, I got the sincerity. Eh. Mm. I just wish that he focused on that or that he cut off the fluff and just went straight for the meat. I Kasi think it's established. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right, you're right. I think he was, what he was told to do was go out there and recap the entire feud for those who Which were just sucked. And then say what you have to say about Bray. I say, okay, come, let's go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So after burying me and going on that monologue, okay. Here's the thing. Here's my problem with all of this. It's the timing. Why does it have to be on Raw? If he does this on SmackDown, if Why? he does this on SmackDown, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, giving him time to do it on SmackDown. If he does this on SmackDown, there will be, there will be time to edit out all the, you know, but, all the stupid chants. Yes, that's true. But then that's why... If he did it on SmackDown, we, you know, as an audience can, like, digest. Because editing can fix that. And then they can show him the tape and just be like, bro, you got to fix this, you got to fix this. It has to come out like this. Okay. That's a good way to learn. The thing is, Roman Reigns apparently didn't graduate top honors from Dusty Rhodes' school of promos. Yeah, yeah. Even spending that time down in SCW, I wish that, you know, he got promo time. That he had promo time. So that when he got to this point in his career, he would have enough, you know, bala. Para may bala siya. I have a counter-argument to that, but I will but, okay, but, Patty speak first. Yeah, but then, see, that's my, that's my thing. If he does it on SmackDown, fine. Fine and good. It's practice for him. I don't, I don't disagree with you that no, it's yeah. good to throw him in the fire. But the thing was, making it this convoluted for him to get from point A to point B could have cut out like at right, least yeah. 10 minutes right, in there right. somewhere. And if you do that on SmackDown, that 10 minutes, that 10 minutes of like, what the fuck is going on, becomes three or four minutes of, oh, okay, yeah, it makes sense. And I don't mind so much because the ending has more oomph to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah. Patty, oh, you have something ahead, yeah, to say? No, yeah. yeah, actually, I just have to agree with you because if it was done in SmackDown, again, it's, well, it's like going to practice. Mm. It's just practice for him because SmackDown not is that. that SmackDown th- is a practice show, though. But it's not, the, it's not the flagship program, so he could get away with it easily. If you it could, was... Yeah, he could have gotten away with more on SmackDown. Yeah. I don't know if you guys that... have noticed this, but the last two weeks, there's been a recurring pattern now of them really using Raw as practice ground for Roman to be the next Cena. Mm. The, biggest, uh, the biggest proof I have is the Susan G. Coleman segment from last week. Yeah. Which he did well in. Yes. No, I, I would uh, actually I like argue him. otherwise. I liked him in that. I, I hated him, him there because he was extra cheesy. You hate cheesy. him everywhere. You hate well, him, period. I, I hate Roman. Reigns period but like I was like he could have said something else other than incorporating his catchphrase into cancer which I, I mean, liked actually cancer that was funny here's the thing the Susan B. Komen foundation I believe in a lot of other things it but is, I believe that we can ne- cancer <laughs> normally it's one versus all oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. God. for cancer God. it's all versus one which is fine which is fine is it's that just... what you want from him you, no. Okay, okay, no here's the thing here. it's cheesy <laughs> but here's the thing but isn't in hustle loyalty context... respect cheesy as well 
Yeah, dude, it was like a throwback from the 80s Hulkamania rock and wrestling cartoon era. It's always has a lot of respect. You can compare him to Cena because Cena's some, you know, he's something else. He has that, he has the skills uh, to talk. He's engaging. Oh, well, yeah, he's yeah. compelling. He's been that, like that's that the difference. You can't, you can't force Not as compelling, Rain. though. Compared to Reigns. Compared to Reigns, yes. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Here's, here's, here's my main argument about all of this. Roman Reigns did good last week. In a limited <laughs> setting, in a limited setting, which that is why, funny, <laughs> in a limited setting, it's not so bad. That's why, okay, just to mer- just to fix all of this, in a limited, less than five minutes speaking role, he's not so bad. But you you explain. No, no, no. It. I get what San is trying to say. Now, it, it, it it's not about the time. It's about what he's made to say. Yeah, and, and that's that's it's all, the content and, also, and the packaging. The content and the packaging, yes. But at the same time, at the same time, you have to remember that this guy, this guy is one of those guys that you just throw in the ring, let him do his thing, hot tag, it works. That was gold. He fixed that. Skill-wise. He fixed that. He fixed that. He fixed that. And I said so was a raw review this week. So here's the thing. Here's, here's, Here's my big point in all of this. Roman Reigns, not so bad. But God, if you're gonna trust him with 15 minutes? Close to 15 minutes? Was it? No, it was just like 10 minutes. No, 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 not even. Like five felt minutes. felt like an eternity. Yeah. yeah. If Sorry. you trust him, he kept stopping. <laughs> if you trust him with this much valuable airtime on Raw, mm. live TV, and expect it to be gold, God, I don't know what you're thinking because it's not going to happen. We've seen the progress of so Roman wait, Reigns. Who are, you def- who are you siding with when you say this? I'm in the middle between the two uh-huh. of you. I'm in the middle of the review because this is the thing. Last year, this time last year, oh, yeah. this time last year, we had a fucking Roman Reigns move set count. No, not just that. We had, last year around this time, we were we had Roman Reigns telling bedtime stories. No, no, no. The Jack Father's and the Day Beanstalk. PSA. Jack ah, and yeah, the yeah, fucking Jack Beanstalk. Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the PSA, exactly. That was I don't one the PSA. year ago. Oh, <laughs> Paddy, please remind. Do you know about PSA? how bad the PSA was? Good it was Lord. the one he, where he was having tea with his daughter. Ah. With the pink set. Young father's but he wasn't day, talking PSA. about that. He wasn't talking in that. He was he, doing. Uh, he was like but acting that, and shit. But like, that yeah. wasn't terrible. Because that was just him being a dad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but here. One year ago, one year ago, we were counting the number of moves that this guy could do. This At this point in time, we are talking about how horrible it is that they're trusting him with five minutes of live TV. That's a long way to come in a year. That's what I'm saying. That's a long way to come in a year, but at the same time, they shouldn't be giving him this kind of time. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, if we are in agreement that, okay, the first half of his promo sucked, but the second half was decent. Yes. Who are we to blame? Are we, are we, whose fault is this? Do we blame creative? Let's blame Vince. No, do we blame creative? Because see, they gave him, they gave him a script that says, Recap the feud, <laughs> which, which it basically was. He did. Yeah. You he can did. tell that was a, that was a script. Do we blame them for giving him that kind of script? Because we can tell that he shined when he was uh, talking about something he knew about, shooting from the hip. You know, talking about having a kid and all that shit. Who do we blame here? If you had Paul Heyman recap a feud, would you listen? Yes. yes. So, I think uh, that being said, I but think Paul you blame both. His shit. 
I mean, you know, Paul, Paul Heyman, Heyman writes his own yeah, shit. Yeah, writes his shit. Uh, doesn't have the creative team write his shit, which is what I was trying to say. Sorry. Yon, yon, yon. Um, the point I was trying to say is I think both parties are at fault. Mm. Creative is at fault for making such a convoluted script for a guy with such a limited range on the mic. Mm. And trusting him to go that I think, far. I think the thing was, okay, talk about your kid. Go. Yeah. That should have been it. That should have been it. Yeah. Si, si Roman, yung pagkakamali niya is he, he just wasn't ready. Because, I, I mean, um, I get the argument that you can't take it against the guy. Mm. But the no, way- no, I'm not saying that he's averse to criticism. I'm just saying that in his limited capacity as a speaker, this guy did it, uh, well, at least nailed the second half of his promo. Yeah, no, ang, ang sa akin lang is, um, I, I guess it was on him to find a creative way to have gone through that challenging part in the first half. It was, it, it was, it was still on him because at the end of the day, he was the one with the mic. He was the one addressing oh, yeah, the crowd. Sure, so sure. he should have taken control of the moment. He did. Basically, no, no, he, no did. He, he did. did. No, he did. At the start, he did. Ang he owned start. the crowd. That's taking control of the moment. Yeah. Ang pagkakamali niya is he just wasn't creative enough in recapping the feud to keep our attention or to keep us happy. But how happy are we with this feud to begin with? That's that's no, the no, other. No, it doesn't matter. It. It's about to end. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. 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 It's hell in a cell. It's hell in a cell. It has to end at hell in oh, a cell. Way, and, and then, because uh, if it goes on after, it's just bullshit. Uh, regarding your point about, you know, making him practice the SmackDown, maybe FCW and NXT and shit, it doesn't always line no, I know, up. I know, no, no, I know, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying okay. that, yes, you can have a guy be as good as he can be down there. He can, you can have him be the best talker ever. But even Kevin Owens had the jitters when he made his first promo on Raw. I remember that. Actually, his first promo on NXT was actually pretty bad, too. He was right. jittery. He was jittery. But he was jittery on the main roster. Oh, of course. Because he's was around like 400 people. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying that that's not a fair comparison. That's why you need to throw people to the fire. Okay. So, but, yeah, I, all, of this, all of this considered, taking all of this into context, lightning round, when is Roman Reigns ready? How do you... How, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, lightning round. That's why, lightning round, no explanations. How much further does he need to go before his his five minute promos are on Cena's level or on when you give him bullet levels? points? When you give him bullet points, when will they of? do that? I don't know. Timeline. They don't do just, no, they don't do that. To you everyone. can't do. You, you can't give a timeline. Yeah. Like you know, I, I I can go out there and I can nail a promo if I wanted to, but I, I can't. But you did. But I, I can't go out and say, nah, you know what? Roman Reigns has to do this by February 17th yeah. or no, no, but it's, like, it's just, I can't it's do just, that. It's just an estimate. Estimate. Why no, I, I no. can't. How, how can I say I'm, I'm not I'm not his trainer. Backstage. Yeah. I'm not his coach. I'm not Vince who runs promo class backstage every Monday night, apparently. He yeah. does? Yes. You, can, you don't read. You should read Daniel Bryan's book. Yeah. Oh, I haven't yet. I haven't borrowed uh, Oh, it. you should. I will. Yeah, and so Maybe. The, the point is, you need to have a question more because we're not in a situation where we can. Yeah. We're, we're actually unable to do not, that. As much as I would love to answer your question. We just can't. We're unable to, man. If I could answer your question, I could tell you when Cesaro's getting a push. <laughs> but apparently, he's too boring. No, well, well what, what I was, the answers that I was trying to get out of this was like, if if you were going to give him this much time, if you're going to go down this path of throwing him into the fire, giving him time like this on Raw, you'd think that maybe, like, in my honest opinion, like, maybe in two months' time, maybe he gets the hang of it, and maybe it's like, oh, this is pretty good. And we realize no, that. No, you can't really say until you but, stop yeah, that's, micromanaging that's why, him. That's why, that's why I'm thinking okay. that maybe two months' time of this on, on a regular, yeah. he might be ready. Because he, he, maybe. He kind of showed that he can handle the ad lib. Yeah. Yeah, which is why there's there's hope. 
There's yeah, hope. no, there is hope. Just you guys don't believe it. I, I, I don't believe that. You, you want us to believe that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> believe that. All right, we're good with, uh, no, with the Roman Reigns? Yeah. yeah. Okay, do we want to head to part two? No, do you want to talk about Kane one last time? Oh, uh, really. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with no, talking like, about Kane. No, you know what? Uh, Be- because there's, there's, there's not much, there's to, not say much to say anymore. We said a lot. Two ne- weeks ago. Let's just resolve yung pinag-usapan natin the last two or three oh, okay, weeks. Fine, yeah. uh, are we now all convinced that Kane is trolling everyone? Yeah. And the authority yeah. is officially stupid? Yep. Yeah, yes. which is why I don't have much to say. Because, so, you know, I'm disappointed. And Patty, yes. Yeah, it was pretty apparent with the call mm-hmm. uh, that they had with Stephanie and Hunter. So. Yun na yun, di ba? Like, that was... What? That, that's the smoking gun. Yeah. Okay. That's your smoking gun. Ni Rex, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Rex. Holding up the the authority like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, now, um, before we get on out of here and give you our picks of the week, oh, no, wait, wait, we have no, to no. give you the main wait, event wait, 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 of the wait, wait, show. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's about, that's to, right, about that's to go right. there. Yeah. I was like, damn it, Camus. Can you not no, so calm afraid. your fucking tata? Afraid, that's why right, right. I was afraid we were going to pick of the week. And then no. what's going to happen to Chili Willy? We have a main event. And it's part two of our talk with Chili Willy from last week. Uh, in it, Chili Willy talks about PWR, his impressions about PWR, how he found out about Philippine Wrestling Revolution. And he actually dispenses some brilliant nuggets, some insights that I think both the PWR boys and girls and you, fellow Pinoy wrestling fan, will appreciate. So without further ado, hey, was Wait, yes, Patty. I have a question. As part of the PWR, uh, the revelation or the fans of PWR, I, yeah, I was the first like, time we're using it on the show, though. Yes, I would like to ask Kayfabe Mr. C if there is going to be an event in October because I'm pretty sure a lot of people are waiting for it. Yeah, I mean, if you've been following PWR on Facebook, you know, I'm wh- sorry, wh- whether <laughs> I'm whether I'm doing Kayfabe or not. <laughs> Whether whether I'm doing kayfabe or not, I will be. Uh, I will tell you now that there is no event this month. Next oh. month, the next show will be in November. Hopefully, it's because you're looking for a new venue. The next show will be in November. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it at that. All right. So without further ado, here we go. Part two of our interview with ECW alumnus, an ECW original, Everyone's Chili Willie, homeboy, Chili Willie. Oh yeah. I have a couple of questions uh, still about your history, but since you mentioned go, go, the whole go, go, go. Go looking the part thing, I want to bring it a little bit to PWR because um, when PWR started, and uh, you know we've been hearing this criticism a lot, and a lot of the criticisms that continue to dog PWR about a year into the into the company's existence is a lot of our wrestlers don't look a certain way. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, we're not as jacked as the guys as WWE, of course, and that's obvious, right? Right. right. And I, I guess part of it is uh, number one. We're only a year in. Right. Number two, people have daily lives. People have daily lives. Like they've got day jobs. Yeah. Yes. They go to school. They, as much yep. as they want to, they can't, you know, spend all their time in the gym right. or stuff like that. Exactly. Three, if you compare a, a Pinoy to an American, we're genetically betrayed. Okay. Right? <laughs> so like so it's fucked up. <laughs> it is, it is. It's the same all in basketball. <laughs> It's the same in basketball, but I want to get your take on it because you said uh, you, you stress the importance of looking the part. But how do you how do you um, how do you reconcile the criticisms uh, towards PWR about the guys not looking a certain way vis-a-vis you know managing expectations? How do you reconcile well, and that? supporting them? Right. Well, what I would say to the PWR guys, and uh, I, I would say that I, I know that working. And not being able, so everyone can't join the gym. I understand that. 
everyone has their daily lives, like you said. Um, but it doesn't cost anything to do a push-up. It doesn't cost you a fucking dime to get your ass down there and do a push-up. I don't care if you do one, two, three, four, do as many as you can do. It doesn't cost you to do a squat. It does not cost you to do a sit-up, okay? You have to want to say, okay, even if I'm not big, and I'm not saying you have to be big, but what I'm saying is if you're small in stature, you can look at Chris. I look at Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit was small guy. Demon Linko, Ray Mysterio, small. Ray Mysterio, very small. And doesn't look like he lifted a weight in, in, in his in his life a lot. But he looks he he looked, and he still looks very fit. Mm-hmm. He's not a Chris Benoit look, but he looks fit. Yeah. Right. So I would say to the guys that if you don't have the money, you don't have the means, you can still you can still do it within the means of your own home at your own spare time, you know, if you have spare time. And that means if, if you're, before you go to bed, hell, knock out 50 push-ups. Build yourself up. If you knock out 50 push-ups every night, you're young. I'm 46 years of age. I don't think I can knock out 50 push-ups every night. I don't think I want to. <laughs> but anyway. You're past <laughs> But you can knock out. That and when you wake up in the morning, before you before you get up, brush your teeth, knock out fifty push-ups. If you just put it in your mind, I'm gonna knock out fifty push-ups, knock out fifty push-ups. I guarantee you, your body will transform. It will transform. It has to. There's no way. It's not gonna get. You're not gonna be a a a a, a right back, you know. But. It's going to get to that point. And, and to the people that are saying, you know, PW, yeah, you've only been in it a year, you know. And don't let people discourage you or say anything because you're going to have haters out there. They're not going to like something. So, okay, now you guys get your wrestling. You're not your wrestling, but your your body's right. You know, now they're going to say, oh, well, okay, maybe they may look like wrestlers now, but they don't wrestle like wrestlers. Then when you start wrestling really, really, really well, uh, well, they're not like people are always going to find something negative to say about you because the thing is you're doing something that they wish that they could have done or wish that they could be doing. So to the PWR guys and girls, hey, keep your head up, keep pushing it, and don't worry about what people say you are doing something here in the Philippines that maybe was started before, but you have the, the you have the power now to take this to a different level, you know. But you have to be serious with it, and it starts with you. So that means if you want to get your body right, then you have to make the sacrifice and say, okay, well, I know I got to work. My show isn't until twenty nine days or twenty seven four twenty six days. Until, you know, it's the first of the month. I got like 20-something more days. So how many push-ups and sit-ups can I rock rock out before time for the show? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to get your body right. to look as best as it can. Best it, exactly. perform as best as it exactly. can. Exactly. You know? Um, so that's 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 what I can, I can say to the PWR crew. You know, just try to get there, you know, and, and do the best that you can do. You know? And, and just keep doing it. But you got to take it to the next level. You know, and, and and hold on. I want to say something. I want to play kind of devil's advocate. What is PWR? This is what I'm asking you guys. 
You know what? What is PWR? Yeah, that's a. That, it's a great question to be to be very honest with you. It's been a question asked, you know, last year. I mean, you know, I mean, ever be- since before <laughs> O and I even became affiliated with PWR, that was a question that was on our minds, right? And we kept asking the boys. And now that we're part of the company, it's I, I guess it's it's still a question that we're still trying to find the answer to. To be very honest with you, right. like it's a, it's a question I can't give you an answer off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I guess right now the best answer I can give is we're. We're finding our identity, and gotcha. we're trying to define what it is to be Pinoy wrestling. Mm. Like we're still in the process of of discovering it. I don't know. I don't know about you, but yeah, that's that's where it, I'm from. It's right? more along. Well, yeah, it's along the same lines as what you said. We're really revolutionizing what was begun by by what RJ Jacinto like 20 years ago. That you know, okay, there was once a thing here. And it was gone, and now we are resurrecting it and revolutionizing the way people think about it. Okay. That's pretty much it. I guess uh, part of it is, is, is something personal to everybody who, who works for and with PWR in the sense that they want to make everybody feel like wrestling is cool. Not they, just that. They, they want to bring they, everybody in. They want to... They Produce Philippine wrestling, right? That's the basic thing. I mean, to fight the stigma, because you know there is still a stigma, not just locally but abroad, right? Uh, no, 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 not just the stigma. Just, I mean, the fact that there is Philippine wrestling, they yeah, want to establishing that, that, yeah. mm-hmm. that we exist, right? I mean, see, yeah. That's what I was. That's when I went to the show, and then I kind of looked online, and I asked myself this question. I said, "What is PWR wrestling?" Okay, you got Lucha Libre coming out of Mexico. Okay, you got entertainment coming mm-hmm. out of wrestling entertainment coming out of the, the United States. And you got Japan, you know, where they're like mostly shoot fighting strong whatever. style. Yeah, exactly. So, now that this new thing is coming up in 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 the Philippines, I wanted to ask the guys, and if you guys are listening, and when you when you go back to yourselves and you have meetings and you have practices, you have to ask yourself, what are what are we doing? What how are we gonna like you said, it's evolving, but to where and to what? And and how are we trying and we're not not so much where you want to take it, but where what is it? You know, so if 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 we get challenged, if someone comes to the Philippines from the United States or from Mexico and say, I want to work one of your high flying guys, do you have a high flying guy? Do you have a guy that's gonna do spots? You know, do you have a guy that can shoot fight? Do you got? Do you have that type of? So you, you know, what is put? What is Filipino wrestling? You know, what is your style of wrestling? I guess that's what I'm trying to get you. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I, I get the question you're trying to ask. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess it's still a work in progress. Yeah. It's like it's kind of like Bruce Lee. You know, he had to learn a whole bunch of martial arts before coming up with his own. Right. Yeah, but okay. I, I I appreciate the question, I guess, because you know, um, it's something that's been it, it's the elephant in the room, mm. right? So right now, <laughs> but but I can say, but like we were talking earlier, man, I'm telling you, I've never been to a show, indie show. I still have to call it indie because it's what it's, it's until you guys are on television. Doing pay-per-views, right. I, I have to call it an indie That's show. True. No, yeah, you I, know what I mean. We don't Probably. deny it. Yeah, okay, okay. I didn't want you to get salty or whatever. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think more than anything, for the boys, a yeah. lot of us take pride in the fact that we are an indie show. Yeah, you should, you should, because everyone starts indie. Everyone starts indie. There's no corporate. There's no. There's no wrestling organization that have not started indie. Well, scratch the NXT. <laughs> NXT is probably the only one that's probably haven't started, you know, with the indie thing. But um, what I was saying was, 
I have never been to a show that didn't have any professional wrestling names to it that drew so many people and so much media. And I think I was telling the guys when I met them a couple of months, ago, uh, a couple of weeks ago, that you guys have, you have the Filipino people, the crowd, the nation in the palm of your hands. And it's up to you guys to take it where you want to take it. You could be in the Filipino arena at some point. Mm -hmm. And that, that to me, that should be your goal. That should be, we want to take our, 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 our brand not, and have it on television and then to do pay-per-view at the Philippine arena somewhere, somewhere big. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I know you have to, it takes time to get there. It's, you've only been doing this a year and it takes time. But my hat, my, my hat goes off to you guys because, like I said, when I went to the show, I was like, God, really? That, this many people? If we have this many people at one of our indie shows with no names? Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, like a, that's like a dream come true to a promoter in the, in the United States. You know, we had guys, we had promoters, I mean, bringing in 25 people at 20, 50. If you got 100 people, you're doing pretty good. If you got 200 people, you're doing really well. Uh -huh. You're doing really well in the United States. But the average is about 50, 60 at the most. How did you hear about PWR in the first place? I, I just went online and I said, I wanted to do, I wondered. I was like, man, I wanted to Philippine wrestling. And I just looked up Philippine wrestling. And it came up <laughs> some other stuff. But it came up PWR. And I was like, what is PWR? And I just kept going and just kept digging, digging more. And then I think um, I sent out an email to Smart Henry. Yes, or, yes. Uh, that, that's yes. us. And that oh, was okay. me. Right, I, yeah, you yeah. were speaking to me. All right, cool, yeah. <laughs> and then I think you diverted me to somewhere else. or the, the, I don't know. The, but the official Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I, that's how um, Rocky Suave. Yeah. He, that's how he mm -hmm. connect, we, we connected. Mm -hmm. And that's how... It, I learned about you guys. It's Mark Henry. I, I love it. Like, it's, it's just coming back full circle, yeah. right? Yeah. We were the ones who ended up being your gateway to PWR. <laughs> well, hey, hey, thank you. Thank you very much, you know, because, I, I, like I said, I was on the internet. I was just looking. I was just surfing. I was like, where? Is there any wrestling? Because I was just sitting home like, I wish there was some wrestling here somewhere. I can go see some entertainment, you know. And I found you guys, and I was like, and then my girlfriend she was like, "You kidding? Back in wrestling? You didn't tell me you were getting into that." <laughs> <laughs> but when you, you said you wanted the business, it was a big fight. It was like a match oh, going on. <laughs> but when you heard about us, you heard about PWR, you looked us up, and then you had an intention to go to the show. What were your expectations heading into watching the question. show? <laughs> um, I had seen some some shows on on online on YouTube, so I was just you know. I, I really just wanted to go to meet some of the guys. Yeah. Right? You know, that was really my, my thing. I don't judge when it comes to to people work and whatever and whatever they do. My thing was to coordinate with the guys somehow, some way, see the show. But I want to, because I saw what I saw on, on the Internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay, I, but I just want to meet some of the guys and see, you know. And... When I when I went there and I saw it and I was like okay all right production and I think I told these guys the the guys that when we met a couple of weeks ago I told them the production is there the crowd is there you have everything there but now your wrestling has to come up a notch right. 
Right. You know, and I know I understand you only been doing this for a year, but if you have the crowd there and they're popping off of the arm drag or a lockup, that means they're hungry for this shit. Yeah. They are the crowd here is so hot. It's like really <laughs> a lockup you gonna <laughs> If I, if I get in your face and I, I think someone was in someone's face and they pushed them off and the crowd was like, ooh, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> in America, it would be like a pin drop. It would be like, huh? okay, get to it. You know, get to the get to the match. So know? easy to get heat, huh? <laughs> so easy. And I'm glad you brought that up. I, I would say to the heels, if you're a heel, be a heel. Okay? Get the heat. You know, don't be the heel that you want people to like you. Mm-hmm. You want to yeah. be the heel that people hate you. That when you go out and you go to Pure Gold or you go to <laughs> SMR, they're like, I fucking hate him. <laughs> or I want to pick a fight with him because you think you're bad. And, and, but you, that's how nasty you have to be when you're a heel. Yeah. Now, the baby face, they're going to get there. It's because the girls are going to, oh! Such and such and such and such. <laughs> ah! So, okay, you be a baby face. But I, I think where wrestling is going is that, in what people are seeing now, wrestling is the heels want to be loved as well. And it's not so much, you know, you really have to heal, you know, to, because people want to see, when people come back to the show, they want to see the villain get his ass kicked by the good guy. But the good guy lost. But we had him. We had him. He had him. He was just that close. But, oh, my God, the heel cheated so bad. I hate him. You want to get those emotions out. Yes. You know, people work 40, 80 hours a week. When they come to see your show, they want to release. They're drinking. They're eating the wings from the wing guy or whatever, whoever <laughs> his name is. They want to have fun. It's their time to be entertained. So entertain and you guys do a good job at entertaining, you know. But, and I'm, I'm going to critique it in just a little. No, go right ahead. <laughs> don't hold back. Please, don't okay, hold good. back. But from from where I've seen and where I've been, you know, and, and I have to give it an effect that it's only been a year you guys have been. But you have to do things and execute things to the point where the crowd cannot shit on it and say, oh, really? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so if oh, I'm going to give you, if yeah. I'm going to give you a chair shot, damn it, I'm going to give you a chair shot. For real, I'm going to give you a balls <laughs> Mahoney. I'm hitting you with this. Chair. I'm trying to split your fucking head over, head open. You know what I mean? Um, if I'm going to give you a clothesline, damn, I'm going to give you a, 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 a JBL clothesline, clothesline, <laughs> a clothesline from hell. Exactly. You cannot, you cannot have people come to your event. And pay money, their hard-earned money, Filipino style, because people work hard here in this country. That's right. And so you want to fucking entertain to their the liking, you know what I mean? So you have to make it to the so that they can they can say, "Damn, that, that's 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 about as real as it can get." You know what I mean? Yep. And and the thing is, we're men. You know, we're all men in this business. And even the, even the women. But if I can't hit you to the point where you can't take it and know that what we're doing is what we're doing, 
then you don't need to be in the business because, not, like I said, not everyone can do this. So if I give you a clothesline shot, I want to protect you. You want to protect me. But I'm going to lay it in to the point where that little kid or that grandmother or that girl sitting there is saying, oh, my God, did you see that? Oh, my God. He, for real? Oh, you want them in tears almost. You want them to say, stop, pure heel. You want them to stop, stop. <laughs> If you're baby, you kill him, kill him, kill him. You know, you because that gives, like you just said, emotion. So now they 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 got their pesos back. They paid, I don't know how much it was, two fifty, two fifty at the time, at the time, at the time, at the time. <laughs> so they got their two fifties worth. Yeah. Then they go to the movies. They can't really yell because it's shh, a kid, yeah. <laughs> But you at the fucking, yeah, the wrestling show. Yeah, yeah, cause, and and watching it is very cathartic. Yes. You want to be like, ah! <laughs> I got beer flowing. And that's another thing. I'll just off script real quick. Whoever the beer guy is, yo, yeah, he needs help because <laughs> I was in line for almost 20 minutes, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't think I was the only one, too. I got my wings. I'm like, dude, I just want two beers. And it's like two matches already went by and I'm still standing. <laughs> <laughs> he's still there pumping. He's pumping. He's pumping. I'm going to so, keep that in mind. Yeah, Let's work yeah, on that yeah, next yeah, You got to work on the beer guy. I don't know the beer guy is. <laughs> yeah, because he's going to get a chair shot. Like, yeah, he, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so, I mean, that's, the, the, the promotion, production is here. Right. The wrestling has to be here. And then, when it gets to a point where the wrestling supersedes and it's like, boom, that's when you know you but like you said, it's only been a year. But you can't, after maybe a year or two, we're not going to keep saying this. Right. Yeah, it's, that's true. It's been years because you got to learn from somewhere, somehow. And all I just, all I can say to the guys is pick it up. Just step it up, man. You guys are doing great, but just pick up the intensity. Yeah. And pick up the, 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 the fire in every match. I'm talking about from the, from the curtain jerk to the, to the main event. And it has to be boom, boom, boom. I can't watch wrestling on, on Raw, NXT, mark out with that, and then come to the PWR and say, oh, yeah, it's just, it's just something. It's just something we do here in the Philippines. Fuck that. No, this is Philippine wrestling. We're going to do it Philippine style, Pinoy style. Right. And you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna let people know this is how we do it. This is how we do it. Here in the Philippines, you know, and so that's that's my thing to the to the boys. Do it. Do on, that, it. on that note, uh, it's safe to say that you're interested in helping out with PWR. Yes. How much? How much are you willing to help out? It, I mean, as much as I, my body can can give, my my brain can give. I actually want to go to, come down to to the um, boot camp yeah. and actually help out. You know, so. And that means a lot to the boys yeah, and the girls. Does. I'm sure. Yeah, it does. definitely. For, for, I mean, I'm not looking. For, I'm not looking for no monetary gifts. I don't want to get paid nothing like that. I just want to. What I've learned in wrestling for the past 15, 16 years is, what I want to do is give back. And and what's going to happen in 15, 20 years from now, the same guys here, and girls, are going to do the same thing. They're going to turn around and they're going to say, "Man, we want to help out some way, somehow." Paying it forward. Yeah. Yes. They want to. They they want to turn. But you guys are going to do the same right, thing. Right. I want to help out. Like it's like you're a DJ. If someone, 15, 20 years from now, you're going to say, "Well, I'm going to take this guy up under my wings, or this girl up under my wings. I'm going to show her how to do this. I'm going to show her how what to say, what not to say." Blah 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 blah. So, 
You should anyway, because in, in life and on earth, that's what we're here for, is to, to help each other, you right. know, each one teach one. So if if I can help from with my knowledge of what I've learned from East, and I think I have some knowledge to help, I, I'm going to do it the best way I, I know how. I'm not looking to get in the ring. Chili Wood's not going <laughs> to get in the ring in those show because I'm 46 years old. Um, I, my I, I'm hurting, you know, and that ship has sailed. Yeah, the bumping is no joke. Okay, and that's the, if you bump right, it it hurts. It, no, it shouldn't hurt, but over time, it 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 will accumulate. Uh, yes, <laughs> exactly. It shouldn't hurt when you bump, but it should have some type of. You know, every no, every once in a while, you take a bump and you're like, oh, you take a hip toss and you're like, oh, <laughs> and you take a suplex, you're like, really, what the fuck? If you hear that, if you ever hear that. <laughs> then you messed up. You messed up. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ever hear the doom, yeah, then you yeah, know you, they get it right. <laughs> but if you ever hear the doom, yeah, you got a bad night, son. You got a bad night. But yeah, I'm, I'm willing to help out. I'm here, I uh, I was talking to one of the guys the other day. I think the day for yesterday, and he was asking me about a seminar, Bombay. Yeah. Right? My man Bombay, and uh, I was like, uh, yeah, I, uh, man, you guys set it up. I'll do a seminar. You know, and if you guys charge money. For the seminar, proceeds will go to the PWR, not to me, not to Chili Willie. Okay. Just, but I'll go, if you, you promote it right, you can get some people to come in. Because there's some people out there that want to work and learn how to wrestle. Right. You know, they want to, they just don't know how, they don't know how to get in touch with you guys or whatever, whatever, whatever right, the reason yeah. may be. But, you know, I, I want to help out as much as possible. Locker room etiquette is, is another thing that's important. You don't want everyone in your locker room. You don't want no one in your locker room. Yeah. Not a soul. <laughs> if they ain't on the show, get out. Stay the fuck out. You know? Um, how to how how to how to act in the locker room. You know, locker room was a big thing in ECW. We were a small crew, but we were a family. You know, we were a family. From the lowest guy, from me on up to Rob Van Dam, it was like, you know, and we all had our clicks. You know, we all had our shenanigans. Who was your crew? <laughs> my, my crew was the ring crew guys. guys <laughs> you know, Tone Loke, uh, AC Loke was, was was a referee, Prodigy, Mike Keener, um, guys like that. And, and, and the thing was, when we put up the ring, me and the guy named Prodigy, we were like the henchmen's. So we we put up the ring real fast. We go into practice. If you want to come in and learn, if you, or if you want to get a, try to get a job or spot on ECW, yeah, you had to go through us, mm-hmm. and we would work the shit out of you in front of everybody, in front of Lance Storm, in front of Robin, Dan Raven, and all them guys. We were we would we would really we would run roughshod on you. You know, I remember Mickey James before she became WWE. Mm-hmm. She came to Virginia, and because that's where she's from, her boyfriend. Wanted to get on the spot with ECW. Well, at that time, everyone was angry because no one was getting paid from Paul. So you, you can imagine all the wrestlers doing the show, and we're fucking mad, you know, because <laughs> we're not really getting paid. I was getting paid. The ring crew guys were getting paid. We'd get paid cash, but your top echelon guys weren't really getting paid. So everyone was just like, yeah, you want to you wanna, you wanna wrestle for ECW? All right. Uh, Chili, Prodigy, get in and work them. And we'd work the shit out of them. So they'd be know, beat. Right yeah. afterwards. And we, it would be stiff. Yeah. Really, really rough. It, like, they don't want to work with us anymore. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, yeah. We, we earned that, that reputation, you know. 
and uh, and and my reputation on the Indies is that's a good one. I don't I don't think I have a bad one, but I am known to work a little stiff. You know well, how is how is Paul stiff. by the way? Yeah, how is Paul? How Heyman? Is Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman was what? Uh, Paul Heyman is pretty much what you see on television. <laughs> oh no way! Pretty much, yeah. Paul Heyman is a. Um, I think he's more serious now because of in the position he's in. But when he was in ECW, man, Paul Heyman was he, he was funny to us. I mean, he didn't really hang out with us because we were the lower guys, so I didn't really <laughs> see him that much. But I did see him, and uh, he was just Paul. Paul. He, Paul was more just he'd tell you some shit, you know. He'll whether you believe it or not, <laughs> it's you know, up to so you. Knows, yeah, it's up to you. He'll tell you, you know, your 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 underwear is blue, and you know you put on green. And he would convince <laughs> you that that shit is blue, and you would second guess yourself and be like, "Damn, we go to the bathroom." Was he? Was I it, knew was, I put on some was green it the Jewish in him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. The Jewish in him. <laughs> I think it had to be. It, it had to be. You know, but he was all. He was good to me. You know, Paul was good to me. You know, like I said, I had more wins. In that promotion, mm-hmm. the losses. So that says something, you know. Yeah. I think he was looking at me to, like, push me to the television thing with, with Rhino at one point. You know, I, I look at the thing with me and Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger came in, good name, good body. He worked with WCW before he came into WCW. And not once did Johnny, Johnny uh, Swinger ever go over on me. All right. But yeah. he carried me a lot, of, a lot of shows. Just about probably every match we had, he carried me. What were the, um, I guess, what's the huge difference between Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon? Because you've met both guys. And, you know, um, not, not to assume, assume that you had a lot of personal interactions with both. But right. how would you size one up against the other? You, you have one guy that's a straight uh, Michael Corleone. Like a the godfather. godfather. Yeah. That would be Vince. Where you have people around him, stooges. Mm-hmm. Guys who kiss his ass. You know, for whatever reason, you know, he's he is who he is. Paul, no one really he, he didn't ha- he didn't have a bunch of guys around him. He didn't have no one around him really. You know, I think he had one one lady that was with, or with him or whatever, Todd Gordon or whatever. But uh with Vince, I mean they're they're both they they're they're both like little mad scientists. <laughs> really. You know, you, you really but one is just more powerful and more deviant than the other one but one which is Paul I think if you gave him and that's why they hired Paul they kept him on a leash he's still on a leash they didn't want to give him the free reign because his mind is probably more creative if not just I mean just not as if not just as good as Vince's mind Paul is a genius as well you know, to take ECW and to to bring it into that brand and, and compete almost. You know, you had WCW, WWE war going on, Monday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. Paul was coming up. Paul was, ECW was coming. It was coming. But somebody pulled a rug from him or whatever. But he had, he, he has that mindset just like Vince. The only thing is Vince has more power. Vince has more lawyers, more people around him. But Paul is very, very smart as well. Very. They're both, shit, man, they're both like Tom Brady and freaking, <laughs> well, that's not a good analysis. Football here. They're, who, who, who's, Peyton Manning. Yeah. 
Peyton exactly. Manning. Exactly. <laughs> Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. They're, they're just like that, you know. But Vince has more, of course, more money, more power. Yeah. You know. uh, one of the boys is asking for a new Jack story. <laughs> <laughs> How was New Jack? <laughs> Jerome Young, man. New Jack was New Jack was good, man. New Jack was uh he was a lot of fun. Very serious. Yeah. Very fucking serious. At at the drop of a dime would fight you in a minute. Did you ever work with him? Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They tagged me. They, see that was the thing. With with me, even though I started out curtain jerking and I wouldn't say uh, you can't call it jobbing because a jobber, the difference between a jobber and someone who does dark matches a lot, curtain jerkers, whatever, is jobbers don't get nothing in. They don't get, even hardly get a punch in. They don't right. get a spot. They don't get a close, nothing. So I wasn't a jobber. I was more of a, 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 a curtain jerker because I would have wins. I would work guys and, 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 and go over on them or whatever. And then you have your mid carders. But. For some reason, Paul, either time, I don't know who idea it was. They would stick me with guys, Sandman, which I love, Ball Mahoney, I love, <laughs> New Jack. And uh, I've tagged with all three of those guys. I tagged with Raven. But those three was like the three craziest guys in our company. All right? New Jack was the militant black Malcolm X. Yeah. Fuck you, motherfucker, that type of guy. <laughs> Sandman was like, just have a beer. Seriously, let's do some other stuff. Let's party. Balls Mahoney was just like your gothic, you know, oh, you know, crazy guy. So I had fun tagging with with all three. Um, but they, New Jack was probably, and I didn't fear New Jack at all, and I think he knew that. And I didn't fear none of them guys at all, but. You didn't want to fuck with New Jack. You know, I don't care how big you were or whatever because yeah. he would just take you and stab you or whatever. All I remember one night, man, <laughs> we we did a show somewhere and downstairs they had a basement and it was a bar. We did a show upstairs, I think, and it was, maybe it was three tiers, and there was a concert going on. I want to say with most deaf, most deaf concert going on. But anyway, so we're doing a show and New Jack is down there Drinking, talking to customers, older guy, maybe some girls. We go back upstairs and the show's beginning or something like that. Man, it no later than like thirty minutes later, we come back downstairs and this old guy is on the floor in a pool of blood. <laughs> Jesus, <Why? laughs> and that's New Jack's fault. New Jack is gone. We, <laughs> I think we were—I don't know where we were at. We, we were close to Philadelphia, but not at the—not at the arena. We were somewhere, man, and everybody was like, what the fuck happened? We just saw him and this guy sitting next to each other at the bar. I don't know what this guy said to him. I don't know what fucking transpired, but this old dude was on the floor with blood all over him. We thought he was dead. (laughs) We couldn't find New Jack for a couple of days. (laughs) I I I think the cops were after him. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know where it happened, but he was that type of guy that, you know, he was just... He was just there, and he was crazy, you know. I, I don't want to spill all his his, <laughs> his 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 news out on on podcasts. No need, he, no need. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 yeah, we've had some shenanigans, you know. He, yeah. 
He, he, he's, he was a lot of fun, you know. And last time I talked to him, I was in Costa Rica. I talked to him. I think during the hurricane, mm-hmm. that was the last time I talked to him. I think he's doing stand-up, stand-up comedy now. I think, I think. Stand-up comedy. For real? Yeah, I think I so. So we're in New Jersey. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, he, when, I, when I saw it on Facebook, and, and I said, this motherfucker is doing comedy? <laughs> his story is straight real. His, his, but his, the way he do Jack talk, <laughs> his story is a straight shoot. Yeah, but it's funny as hell because the way he 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 tells them he's like Iron Sheik, <laughs> and I never met Iron Sheik, but Iron Sheik is badass. <laughs> but yeah, New Jack, I, I can't imagine him doing comedy, you know. But yeah, he was he was fun, man. He was fun. Balls, Sandman, that that whole crew, that whole era when I wrestled there was like awesome. I I learned a lot. Yeah, on that note, I have a question. Sorry. Go, go, go. On that note, uh, the stuff you ended up doing in ECW, you know, the way you ended up fucking other people up as part of the work there, was that the kind of stuff you expected to do when you first got into the wrestling business? No, um, man. When I got into, I'm glad you asked that question. Too. You said that because when I got into wrestling, before you get into wrestling, I was, you know, we all marks. All right. of us are yeah. marks. You know, from Hogan to Vince, all of us are marks because we wasn't we wouldn't be doing this business. And um, I got into wrestling, man. Like I said, when I was eight, nine, it, believing that you know the shit was real, right? You yeah. know, this is like real deal shit right here. You know, this is what I want to do in life. Well, when you get into it and you actually go behind the scenes and you and you see things. And even when I was in ECW, it was still new to me because I was green. I was a green boy. It was like it's, it's still new. It's still I'm in the wrestling ring. It it wasn't until I got to OVW, WWE, and really saw the realness of what it really takes. Because e- even though ECW ECW was like a glorified indie, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, we will only wrestle maybe once a week, you know, twice three, four times a, a month, whereas WWE, you, you wrestle every day just about, you know, every every week you're wrestling, you're doing shows. And it didn't wrestle, I, I didn't think that um, I would be doing certain things or see certain things in the wrestling world. And that's what the taste, when I said earlier, it, it, can, it, it can leave a taste in your mouth because certain some things you do in wrestling and you see behind the scenes, you know, with agents, you know, writers, yeah, all that shit. You don't, you, you're not expecting all that. You know, you're not expecting, you know, cutting a promo and you cut it 30 seconds, you know, 10, 15 seconds. You got to get everything out, you know, tomorrow night, you know, the mellow 94.7 stand side. I'm going to kick your ass and you, whatever. You got to do it and cut. Yeah. You know, so. And if you don't do it right, it's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Do it. So now it doesn't become fun. Yeah. It becomes fucking work. Right. Yeah. So you're so when you see when you see Bray Wyatt cut a promo, you don't know how many takes he's done. You're thinking because you're a fan and you, you've never been back there stage and you've never been into the blue room, you're thinking, Oh, he's just they just put a camera on him and but you don't know how many takes he's done. Right. And you don't know like when they when they cut to 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 the guys and they're you know doing promos with Renee Young. Right. You don't know how many takes they done. Quiet on the set. They'll tell you you're back there. I don't. They don't care who what's going on. They don't care if the production guys or 
taking down stuff, putting up. Quiet on a fucking set. You got to be quiet. Now it's Renee Young interviewing Paige. If it doesn't go right, she forgets her line, cut, do it again. You know, Vince, not Vince, uh, Stephanie and them, whoever's there, do it again. We don't like it. But stuff like that, I mean, you know, having been exposed to it and, you know, having the curtain get pulled back, you know, from, from your perspective, does it mean that the magic gets taken away? For, for, the, for the workers, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The magic is long gone. It's lost. <laughs> yeah. He's like, David Copperfield, who? What? <laughs> we know your tricks now. Yeah, because, like I said, w- before you get before you get to the Mecca, before you get to WWE, yeah. it's only thing you see is what we see. One thing what fans see is what they see on Raw is ah, what Michael Cole is saying, what 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 Byron Byron and those guys are saying. It's oh, you know, this and this and this, but they don't know. The fans don't. They don't know what goes on behind the scenes, you know? It's just like even, even simple things like having a hard camera. When you're wrestling and, and you're in the ring and you got to know where to face the hard camera. Right, right. You know? People want to say, well, why don't we always, why do we always see one side of the fans, which is in the background? Because the hard camera is what you see, is what the, the tens and thousands and millions of viewers see is the hard camera. So when I got you in a rest hole, I got you in a rest hole, if I'm turned the wrong way, the referee's gonna come over to me and say, "Turn to the face the horror camera." He's gonna say, "Come on, turn, turn, face the horror camera." And you're gonna switch over, and I'm gonna face the horror camera, so I can sell, so that the crowd can see my anguish and become sympathized and sympathize with me. All right. So, but if you don't know that, you're lost. So here I am. I'm an indie guy. I don't know this. So I get in the ring, and I'm thinking, "Ah, I'm just gonna be on television." Well, no, there's a lot going on with it. That's why they have dark matches, to see what you can do, what you can't do. That's the whole point of dark matches, you know, and, and, and also to get their cameras and get their their color and their lights and all that stuff done, too. To troubleshoot all of that. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's basically also to see, well, can we put this guy on? Can can When can we put him on? When will he be ready? You know? Have you stayed in touch, or do you stay in touch with uh, the people who you worked with, like the North Carolina guys you mentioned, like the Hardys, Joey Mercury, or your OVW class? Do you stay in touch with those guys? Not really, because they when when I when I when I walked away, not walked away, but I kind of like let let it go a little bit back in two thousand six or whatever. I kind of just like didn't really, I don't know, feel the need or whatever. Um, and most most wrestlers do that a lot. Unless you catch them on Facebook. Now, I catch some guys on Facebook. You know, I become friends with them. But do you talk to them a lot? No. You know, only certain ones. But if I see them, if I went to Raw or whatever, they would know, hey, Chili, what's going on? It'd be like old times or whatever. But, but even then, even every, every wrestler has their, have their own clique. Yeah. You know, own, their own personal friends or whatever. And so even... If you work with a person for so long, he still might not be in your clique. And right. so you don't really stay in touch with them as as much as, you know, you did if you were wrestling on the circuit, you know. So, but not not as much, no. Just, I, I see some of them on Facebook, but no. 
you know. I want to backtrack a little bit because you mentioned earlier that um, one of the ideas that uh, Vince and Johnny Ace had for you was to make you be the foil to Muhammad Hassan, mm-hmm. like back when that character was happening. But um, I guess you didn't know this at the time, but uh, the Hassan character eventually got axed as well, like prematurely. Yes. Yep. So um, let's assume that you stayed on uh, through OVW and made your way to the main roster. Um, did you ever think that you know it wouldn't have worked out anyway because the Hassan character got axed? Like, was that something that crossed your mind? Like the what ifs? No, because I think let me see. It was I don't know when. I think they got axed after I left. I think I yeah. I think I think that gimmick got axed after I left. Right after I left, they did something in in the in the um, in London. Yes, yeah, something yeah, with, with the bombings. Yeah, 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 and and the Coke or Pepsi. Corporation didn't like it, right? And right. they told Vince or whatever. They threatened to pull out. Yes, exactly. But I think I was already gone then. I think I think I was gone in April. I don't know what what month that was. Gone. But uh, no, I, because I really didn't even when I was in the military. I didn't even keep up. With, we couldn't keep up with wrestling anyway. So I didn't even know who these guys were. <laughs> I, I I I didn't even know for a whole year to what was going on in wrestling. TNA wanted me. I had two phone calls when I got back from the military. I mean, got back from Iraq. The day we got back, the day our unit got back in America from Iraq, I went straight to my commander's office, and there was two messages from One was from WWE, and one was from TNA. Wow. And it was total nonstop action wrestling. And I, and I was like, I didn't know who it was, but I didn't know it was my friend, Scott DeMore. And I was, and so they said, which one you want to answer? I said, I want to answer the WWE because I don't know who this TNA thing is because we didn't know. We, we didn't have wrestling in in Iraq. So, and it was new at the time. Yes, and I didn't know. So but um, so I didn't know anything about this Muhammad gimmick at all, uh, at all. I didn't know nothing. I, it was just like going – when I went to OVW, it was like starting all over again almost because I didn't even know what wrestling – who was who, what's what. Yeah, I barely even knew who John Cena was. That's how bad I was out of the loop of wrestling, you know. But um, yeah, they they were doing it, and and then they were going to go back to Iraq to do the troop thing, and and Tommy Dreaming or John, somebody came to me and said, "Are you ready?" And then someone said, "No, he's not ready yet." No, he went to Lance Storm and said, "No, he's not ready," because they wanted to take me out of training, send me over to the support the troops thing and they wanted to start the gimmick going but i wasn't ready because i was on i was on roster pay you know yeah it's like six figures already i was like damn uh, a couple last questions before we wrap this up right, sure, sure. um I, I i have a couple uh the first one would be if you had a child uh would you encourage or discourage him or her from getting into this business knowing what you know now Hmm. Uh, if if he or she, if I had a child, you know, he or she wanted to get into it, yeah, I would say go for it. Because what I know and what happened to me may not happen to you. You know, everyone has their own path in life, and I don't know what your path is. But I would I would let you go for it, and then I'll let you see for yourself if it's something that you want to do. Yeah. But because I did it, I'm your dad doesn't mean that you're going to do it and you're going to make it. You know, look at Jimmy Snooker Jr., you know. Yeah. Great name, good good bod, you know. Didn't make it. Right, right. You know, I was in school with him. He didn't make it. You know what I mean? Ted DiBiase Jr., 
for some reason, didn't want to be arrested. Didn't want to be arrested because that's that's what I'm saying. He saw it. Yeah, he saw it with his dad growing up. Yeah. But when he got into it, it was like, damn, do I really want <laughs> Kurt Angle? Kurt, Kurt, uh, uh, his son. I don't know who his son is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kurt Angle, Axel, Axel. Oh, Angle? Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. Oh, Curtis Axel. Yeah. Right. Kurt Angle. That's his. That's his. Uh, not Kurt. I'm sorry. Kurt Henning. God, Kurt I'm sorry. Henning, yeah. I'm sorry. It's a perfect son. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Kurt Henning. Look at his. I mean, that guy can work his ass off. But does did he? I don't. I mean, where is he? Nowhere. Will he eventually emerge? Maybe. I don't know. You know. But he. So so every everybody's path is different. Yeah. You know, and but I wouldn't discourage my my son or daughter if they wanted to do it. Hey, go for it. You know. And uh, I guess last question before we wrap this baby up is: What was your favorite match of all time? Like, uh, um, let's make it a two-parter. Favorite match that you've seen and favorite match that you've had. Mm. Favorite match that I've seen. Wow, man. You don't have to isolate just one match. If you have like two or three, you can rattle off. Uh, pro- probably, right probably the one that I've done was the Flaming Table match with me and Balls in Chicago with uh, with the Baldies. That was probably my favorite one. Um, favorite match that I have seen, man. That's <laughs> I, I really don't know. That's that's a hard one. But, yeah, because. You 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 have to go back. I would have to go back to my earlier days and go right ahead. We're not going to stop you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but probably I'm going to say, uh, shit, man, uh, Ric Flair and I don't. I, I really can't because there's so many. There's so many there. I I, I really can't tell you. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really couldn't tell you. It's all good. Man, what a conversation. Uh, we're probably going to be splitting this in a couple of parts just because there's so much to oh, take yeah, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But, you know, we got to thank you, Chili Willie, for yeah, you taking so time out man. and, you know, sharing the wealth of knowledge, the experience, uh, the insights, man. I mean, it, it just really means a lot uh, to me both as a podcaster and as a part of PWR. You know, yes. Just be part of this whole movement and, and you just sharing all that knowledge with us. It means a lot. So thank you thank so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And thank, thank PWR, you, man. You know, you guys, is, you guys are the best. And Cannot wait to have you work with us. Yes, I can't wait to, to, to start working with you guys, you know, and helping out as much as I can in any form, fashion. And if my girlfriend allow it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we're looking forward to seeing you at the next show. It's just a few weeks away. So, Chili Willie, we're, we're expecting you there, man. Thank you. I'll be there. Definitely. I'll, I will all definitely right. be there. Maraming maraming salama Chili Willie on the SGP podcast. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Sure. I'm sorry. I've heard this guy called Blackzilla's coming here. I don't know. Hey! <laughs> I don't know. I heard. I'd heard he's coming. I don't know who he is, but I'm just saying. I. I I've heard about it. so You heard it first right here. Blackzilla is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Chili Willie. Thank you. All right. Once again, we got to thank everyone's favorite homeboy, Chili Willie, for just chilling with us. I really like that interview. I really like that guy. One of the best interviews we've had. I learned a lot. Yeah, right? I think it's the first time uh, we've actually had a wrestler dispense some... Uh, honest to goodness knowledge. I just want to meet Chili Willy for real. Yeah, he will. Yeah, you'll get your chance. Maybe. You'll get your chance. But thank you again, Chili Willy. Uh, 
I really love that interview. Um, please come back on the show. I think he wants to be back. Yeah, we'd love to have him back, especially uh, I, I guess after the next PWR show. You know, like yeah. if he could give uh, pointers or feedback, about direct feedback from Chili Willie, that would be excellent. You know, it would be fun having him on guest commentary. Oh yeah, why the fuck well, not? We well, can make it happen. Oh uh, well, you are head of the commentary table. Yeah, we'll make anyway, it happen. We'll work uh, something out. We I got like some to, stuff to talk yeah, about. Yeah, one more, uh, a few more, a few things, more things to talk about after our opening segment. Uh, I just want to address. Some people are asking why Dean Ambrose and Roman, uh, Randy Orton are facing the rest of the White family on the kickoff show of Hell in a Cell next week. Well, it's mas- it's basically because when you look at the whole card, they are the smallest storyline on the sh- on the whole thing. Yeah. I have to disagree. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. But row uh, first. No, 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 get your point out. Get your point out. No, no. No, no, no. I have to hear her argument first. Sorry. Okay. Because I think it's uh, Ryback versus uh, Kevin Owens. This the. But, uh, but it's for the Intercontinental yeah, it's Championship. For the championship. But you already know who's going to win. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's still for the championship. It's a championship. Like I can no, we can predict well, which we'll do next week. We can predict who is gonna win, like for like half of the whole of the card, and it doesn't make them any less special. Yung ano kasi, I, I, uh, to support Rose's point, the reason why Ambrose and Orton's story is smaller is because it's an offshoot of the Reigns White story. And it's the most, uh, well, not the most, because you still have Cena Ziggler, but it's also the most uh, rushed development. So they're, they're only just doing the whole thing now. Yeah. After establishing that, okay, it's going to be Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt one-on-one in the cell. Um, it really... I'm not saying that it's super small, but uh, because it's monumental. Randy Orton is a monu- monumental superstar, but relatively, it's the smallest. Right now, it is. Maybe next month in Sur- on Survivor Series, it, w- it won't be as small anymore. Because uh, new stories will have popped up, old stories will have wrapped up. and uh, But now, at the, since it's kind of it's kind of young... Uh, it really is the smallest. I mean, for all we know, but it could be Team Ambrose versus Team Orton at the next pay per view. Yeah, which could be cool. And mm. I mean, it's just because even though you know these are two of the most over guys in the WWE, doesn't really make them the smallest in terms of stature, but in terms of storyline. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 it. There's there's no way of getting around it. Okay. Anyway, and then what else we have to talk about? Lesnar and Taker and the oh, lack yeah, of yeah. build up. For the uh, main event. I, I have no idea yeah, it's keep... taking them this long to get it out. Which one? No, just, you know, the build-up. Like, the real, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. real build-up. Well, you know, schedule. Scheduling issues. Dates issues. I mean, that's the biggest problem naman, diba? When both of your main eventers are part-timers. Diba? Um, the difference with having them feud as opposed to, say, when CM Punk feuded with The Rock, you had a full-timer in CM Punk who could carry the feud. Uh, through yung weeks na wala si Rock. So n- now that all we... It, Paul Heyman doesn't even show up every week. You just mm. get the uh, the video package that we all skip through. Yeah, it's kind of bad that I keep forgetting that this match is actually happening. But then again, I'm, all, I'm really forgetful, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, but they keep reminding you. They spend, yeah, well, they, yeah, they skipped, take every opportunity to remind you. But then we skip the video packages. Yeah. But it is a good video package. It is. Pero, I mean, it is a good video package the first siya. time. Yeah, it's the first time. It's the first time. Oh, Okay, uh, last bit. Wait, any thoughts, Patty, on Lesnar Taker? I think they're just relying because they're both big names already. Na mm-hmm. hindi na talaga kailangan hype But then we, yun nga, we keep forgetting about it. I'm sorry. Uh, we keep forgetting about it because, there are storylines that are more compelling na or more interesting na that it gets our attention more 
kasi nga they're on the show every week. Yeah. Do you true. think it reeks of complacency? Again? Yes, and um, it also reeks of bad logistics. Now, okay, they can't get both Brock and Taker on Raw every week. So now they're suffering for it. Okay. And they're not using Paul Heyman. No, that they is are. The they are. No, they are. They are when they can. When they, they can. can. Yeah. It's good that I guess uh, Lesnar's showing up on the podcast next week. And yeah, he'll be on the show, on the show and the podcast. Mm. Yeah, so that's 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 all happening. Where's Raw taping from next week? Dallas, uh, Texas. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. Okay, that makes sense. Capuro, All Star Legends. Oh, oh. That's why. Flair, HBK, Brock Lesnar. It's not, uh, but what would you do uh, to you know help move things along? For well, now that you've voiced out your complaints about them not showing up, what would you do in order to? help this I, uh, it's help them hard. hype this yeah yeah if I could mm-hmm. I don't know maybe the, their best bet is to have Paul Heyman appear every week uh, not every week maybe every other week I, well I, that's I, what I, they do now yeah, yeah. Mm, well even okay. in the then. no <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be fun though All if right. we got like freaky taker shenanigans no, yeah, that that, yeah, that would have you know, saved I this. miss Freaky Taker shenanigans. I oh, really, no. really, you know, that's a very I, good point. In old feuds, when like he died or was buried alive, and he's coming back, nagpaparamdam siya. Nagpaparamdam, and then it's just like, oh hey, and he's not even on the show. Like, yeah, but you hear his voice coming from backstage. That's kind of cool. But in order to have Freaky Taker shenanigans, you also need to have either Rock or Heyman as appear, the target appear on the show every week. But for, but. Remember, remember what the best part about Freaky Taker shenanigans was is that if it just happens out of nowhere, it's the best thing. Like he just blows something up, like like it goes dark during, say, a Heath Slater match. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. That's kind of silly, though. But yeah, no, Heath but, Slater but, match. But just, I'm just saying, just for just for sake of absurdity, if Heath Slater just suddenly gets demonly possessed. And then Diamond becomes a zombie. I don't really? know. I don't know. Take something it for like that. Versus Raw, oh. thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> well, something along the ends of that. Just you know, just something, something along the lines of freaky Taker shit. I don't know. Would man. have helped. That would be it, yeah. Okay. It's just, just think about it. So much for a go to hell tour. They were really hyping it up. Brock Lesnar go to hell tour. It's just no. It's it's, it's because we're in that two week stretch where nothing is going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just a tour that had three stops, right? It should have had five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, last thing we got to talk about before we give you the picks of the week is SportsCenter and how Jonathan Coachman announced this week that there will now be a WWE portion on ESPN Sports Center. I think this is great news. It is great news, but. I just it's gotta be coach Talagano. Yeah, of course. Why not? It's got no, no, no. It's just it's either coach or Todd Grisham. Because it's why, not it's not gonna why. be Michelle Beadle. She's already she's with, already with yeah, she's already yeah, on her support. Yeah, yeah well, <sighs> but see, because it's coach, and you know, we I didn't really like coach during his. Training. I love coach. I love coach. Yeah. I, no, I didn't, what are you for about? some reason I didn't like him. Seeing him in a serious role, it's just like, so when's he gonna get smacked over the head? <laughs> I think that's the point. Because as a coach, he, he lends a bit of legitimacy to it. Because number one, he did come from the business. Number True. two, he's legitimately in ESPN. True. So he's the best person to straddle the line. Aside from Todd Grisham. Who probably doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm. I mean, Z-Coach is the one with, the, with a very good working relationship with WWE right now. And I think the bigger picture implication of this is it continues this trend we're seeing now. There's a, a renaissance of acceptance for wrestling in the mainstream pop culture. You know what's terrible, though? Uh, despite the mainstream acceptance of wrestling, Raw sucks. Yeah, that's true. I don't, okay, it's cool, kind of cool, but all we have to show for it is this crappy three-hour show. And this crappy main event angle with Seth and Kane. Yeah, pretty much. And a crappy excuse of a diva revolution. Uh, we don't NXT. Then. Yeah. 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 Top 10 today. yeah, actually, you know, if they if they just did a top 10 of NXT, I'd be good. I'd be good. The thing is, it's like an hour long, so you can't really top 10 it. No, but you know what? Like, now that I think about it, and I know we should be having this conversation off the air, but let me just put this out here on the podcast. This development with WWE getting airtime on SportsCenter is what gives people like me hope that we can do something like this here. That's it. I'm just saying. Right? Wait, oh, sorry. Um, if they have to do a top 10, I hope that it's not just Raw. I hope that, you know, they do good matches in SmackDown, which happens commonly, by the way. And even including the main event. And that's what I was saying. That's that that what I was about to say. Now, a lot of good stuff happens there, and the best way to get it out to the people is to watch that show, take the good matches, because there are a lot of good matches there, and put them in the top ten. On and a it, pure sports... Yes, exactly. On a, from a pure sports perspective. Yeah. And that's how, in the words of Jalen Rose, you give the people what they want. And what you want is picks of the week. Really? All right, let's uh, end the podcast <laughs> going with, that. with our picks of the week. Patty, ladies first. You can have first dibs. John Cena versus Dolph Ziggler for the championship. Because at one point, I really thought that Dolph Ziggler was going to win after he hit that zigzag. Plus, um, it's nice to see him going on a heel turn, really. Mm. With an eye poke. Yep. Which we become... saw from a certain social media sinister. Anyway, wait, can we talk about him tuning up the band? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, like, hey. Jesus, well, like, oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. but did you was hate it? it so much? No, I didn't hate I it. Didn't I just thought it. it was funny. It was and weird. And I don't know what to, to, to be honest with you. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> okay, because I I know that you know when we when on smarthenry.ph, oh. your source for all things wrestling related locally. The voice there of a Filipino go. fan. There you go. Anyway, plug yes. over that we talked about the best super kicks. Oh, you'd think that you know Dolph Ziggler's pretty good desperation super kick. Oh yeah, yeah. One but for the, him he, to actually tune up the band. That, yeah, like, that's that. that, was, that, was, that was, was my he thinking. Trying to be that a was, uh, was he trying to be that. a dick or was he trying to? I think he was trying to get people to rally behind him. But that quite was dead, yeah. quite dead, but then I was really. Then thinking, he raked the eye. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like but yeah, I, it happened before he raked the eye. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So like when I saw it, I was just like, did he get the hit the kick? He did, yes. right? Yes. yes, he did. So I was just like, damn. Are we are we going this route? Like I thought, okay, full on face turn. Yeah, no, Here's the thing about tuning of the band. I always thought that if you tune up the band successfully before you hit the kick successfully, okay, you get the win. You get have in, to get in that part. Get in that part. Get in that part. If HBK has taught us anything, yeah, stomping if, your foot yeah. in a corner, yes, if you adds tune, more power if you to tune the, super up the kick. band. <laughs> you have to win because if you don't, apparently not because uh, well, apparently, apparently doesn't work for Ziggler. Yeah, because he's 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 not Shawn Michaels. So Patty, you butu tulara nyan. All right, my turn. Uh, my pick of the week is a quick but fun tag team match between Cesaro and Neville, who surprisingly had great chemistry, and my, one of my dream tag teams, King Barrett and Sheamus. Mm. Can we please 
take out our copies of WWE 2K12. I know. Look at are, the United Kingdom storyline. Those 2K12. are two kings of the ring right there. Mm. Yeah. One team. Yeah. And make it happen. I mean, the celebration, nila, they looked so glorious standing side by side. And this isn't the first time that they've tagged together. Barrett and Sheamus have uh, legit chemistry then. And they're great bullies. They're great at their role. And they're good friends off screen. They are good friends off screen alongside uh, Cesaro. So, they're all European. Yeah, because they're all European. Uh, so, like is so is Neville. So is Neville. European too. Um, I, I actually want Cesaro actually, they're, and they're Neville. All, oh, they're and all then, English. They're all English except Cesaro. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, you're saying you want Neville yeah. to be Cesaro's partner. He's an acceptable replacement for Tyson Kidd. And I want Cesaro Neville and Seamus Barrett to actually contend against the New Day. Because mm. if you have these two credible tag teams made up of mid-carders, and then you put in the Ascension, you put in the Lucha Dragons, put in the Matadors, you can actually have them compete in their own mini-tournament. You have a division. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, you have, you have my a division full in the division. first place. No, there is a division in the first place. It just it, it, it's a it's a matter of making the division matter. It's actually is, it's actually full. They just don't know what to do with it. Yeah, kaya nga gusto ko magkaroon ng parang Dusty Rhodes Classic then mm. on the main roster mm. because it gives everyone that sense of purpose that the tag teams in NXT had over the last month. Yeah. So yon. Um, if if they could somehow make that happen, I wouldn't mind seeing Cesaro and Neville in the tag team division alongside Barrett and Sheamus. Right. Okay. Um, my pick of the week is from NXT, the Battle Royal, to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship. <laughs> Why the Battle Royal? I just feel that you know it's nice seeing a Battle Royal on this scale with the length, even though you know it drags. Yeah. It drags at times, but that last five minutes. Is this the first time NXT has had a Battle Royal? I don't know. Now, I think they've had a battle had, royal had a, over the top. Over the top. Yeah. yeah. But this is the first time I remember seeing in full, I guess. I, I don't know. I think this is the first time it's been on this scale also. You know, it feels like everyone on the roster from those those guys that you know aren't really there yet. Like Axel Tischer? Axel Tischer, the German guy. Yeah. Chompa and Gargano were in that battle royal, by the way. Yeah, they were. They were. Uh, I think Champa made it to the final six or final seven. Yeah, it's, it's it's fun just to see like a, a collection of I, I'm a I, I enjoy battle royals. The final four, if I remember correctly, is Apollo Cruz, who eventually won it, Baron Corbin, Samoa Joe, and Tyler Breeze. Real quick, I don't like this. Why? Because it's too soon. Uh, as just oh, the no, result, I talked the about result. I talked about no I talked about this last week. Now, um, Apollo Cruz winning against Tyler Breeze meant that okay maybe he's gonna get. Uh, a push, a push, yeah, to the championship. But I didn't want that. I wanted, I wanted him to establish himself further by sticking around the mid card some more. That's why I wanted Breeze to win at respect. Question for you: Does does a mega push for Apollo Cruz now um, give him the potential to get the Baron Corbin treatment from full be- sale? No. no. By Baron Corbin treatment, you mean the way they hate him now, right? Yes, yung tipong sawa na sila, parang puta panalo naman, and then they start turning on the, the, him. The, the problem with Baron Corbin kasi, with, uh, the problem with Full sale with Baron Corbin was that he won so much, but he didn't, he didn't do so much. He didn't prove anything. Yeah. Apollo Crews will always excite people. So because he's a very exciting guy. Exactly. It's, so, it's, 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 a, it's a difference of styles and the way that they're going to win, that he's going to win compared I, to I'm Corbin. I'm not saying uh, it's a terrible thing. I just wanted him to... Uh, season himself a bit more yeah. in, in that environment. Which is fair to mind. I think it's a fair ask. Um, Igal Patty, what do you think? Uh, if you had your pick of the NXT roster outside of the Vaudevillains, outside of Finn Balor, who would you have picked to win the Battle Royal? 
My pick is not on the roster right now. He's injured. It's Hideo Itami. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I fear na uh, they bring in new talents mm. uh, diba? constantly. Tama. And what happens is kapag you're out uh, injured at may pumasok na new big thing, Siya na yung susunod na that, that, that he will get he, that he will get the push Malala and then makakalim- ka. yeah makakalimutan ka na hindi mapag-iiwanan ka na exactly what happened to Tyler Breeze yeah, yeah. case in point Breeze's Tyler Breeze <laughs> but eh, kasi Tyler Breeze parang napag-iwanan na siya ngayon and him getting his push doesn't really do much na here's the difference between Tyler Breeze and someone like Itami or Sami Zayn si well, Itami and Zayn are injured for an extended period of time whereas si Tyler Breeze he has um tagdito He's been on the main roster. He's been uh, on on the NXT roster. He's been healthy. On the main NXT roster, yeah. Right. So he hasn't... um, I guess it also says something about Tyler Breeze, which we keep saying on the podcast, that he's there. He's healthy. He's a good worker. But he just hasn't put it all together. And that's why year five in developmental, he's still in developmental. Very quick, though, on Sami Zayn. My boy. My boy, Sami Zayn. Showing up on Evolve. Uh, Not as a wrestler, though. And not on the broadcast, I've heard. What? He's just there as a treat for the fans who've come. What? Fuck. He's fucking injured. I man. know, but it would have been cool to see him on the mic in Evolve. That would have been fun. Oh, yeah. All that right, would have that been really funny. fun. I mean, yeah. Let's wrap this up with Rose Pick of the Week. My Pick of the Week is something from last week's episode of Main Event. It was Kevin Owens versus Jimmy Uso. Basically, what they're doing with Main Event now, if for the most of you who are not watching it, is that... It's kind of like the Kevin Owens show that he gets to be there and bully people. <laughs> Fantasy points. Yeah, yeah, pretty Fantasy much. Fantasy points much. for me, yes, bitches. Pretty much. Damn it. <laughs> um, I don't know why or how, but they're putting in a bit more effort on main event. For production-wise. Being, making it like the C-show for stories. So it's not canon when you compare it to Raw and SmackDown, but there's, there's something happening, not just random matches. I'm going to start watching it then. Um, I think... It's 30 minutes. No, they're still watching it. I mean, they're still the crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. It, it piggybacks off of Raw. Yeah, and it gives some, uh, the guys, some of the guys who can't work on Raw, who there is no time for on Raw, to do something. Yeah, your Fandangos, your... Uh, Slaters yeah, of the Slaters. World. Yeah. yeah, but what happens in the main event is like, basically for this one, uh, they actually put the time in and the effort into... Weave a short story regarding Kevin Owens and the commentary team, which is uh, Tom Phillips, uh, Byron Saxon, and Jimmy Uso. So basically, NXT plus Uso. Yeah, and you, we all know that Owens has history with Byron Saxon. Yeah. So uh, for that, he kind of gets Jimmy Uso involved, and it actually makes sense. And there, immediately, there is a reason to invest your feelings in this storyline, which is something we don't always see. And it's continuity. Yeah. That we don't always see. Yeah, it's not always like the the best show ever, but it's something to watch if you're really just tired of watching three hours of Raw. Interesting. All right, now uh, we'll leave it to you to find which shows you want to watch for this week and to find uh, which Twitters you want to hit us up on. But if you have anything you want to say, whether you agree or disagree, you know where to find us. It's at underscore Stan C for me, at Caveman Camus, at Rosewar. Patty, my Twitter kana. Laparin. Di mo ginagawa homework mo. Next time. Not doing your homework. By next episode, Patty will have a Twitter handle. All right. Uh, For the podcast, it's at the SGP Podcast across all social media. Again, 
please subscribe to us on iTunes, click the download button, and don't hesitate to tell us how we do. Uh, of course, we've got to give a shout-out to the boys and girls here at Mellow 94.7 for always uh, letting us do, do our thing here. And um, to the boys and girls of PWR as well for always repping us, for always doing what they do. Uh, stay tuned for further announcements about the next PWR show. For now, do know that it will be in mid-November. Yes. And with that, we're out of here. Namaste. Peace. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.